Good morning. So good to have you here. Um, Kathy is uh, doing our Zoom today, and I'm hearing myself in stereo. Uh, that was actually kind of neat. A um, little echo here. Uh, it's good to have you here. We're, um, this is Sunday. Yes. Okay, I've gotten my days right. Um, how many of you enjoyed... Friday. Wasn't it really nice? Sun was out. It was really warm. And now we're back to waking up with 18 degrees. And then this week, it will be 60, and then I'll go back down. Pennsylvania, just, it's Pennsylvania. I'm hoping for, I was hoping that maybe spring, and we get winter. And so... Anyway, it's good to have you here. We're glad that um, we're glad that those who are visiting or watching us on Zoom, we're glad you're a part of this. A couple of announcements. Um, remember the Lenten breakfast? Um, please see uh, Jean. Uh, are the tickets are the tickets sold out yet? Do we know? Okay, so talk to Jean. Lots about those. Uh, remember to save the date, May 21st. That is our spring-summer clothing giveaway. Uh, we'll have more information. Uh, we're actually going to take this out because by now you should already have saved the date. Um, and then here's something new. Uh, we're getting into the Lenten season. In fact, um, we will have an Ash Wednesday service uh, I believe it is March 2nd. Yes, March 2nd uh, at 6.30, we're going to have an Ash Wednesday service, prayer service. It's going to be here. That'll start the Lenten season. But to get us in the mood for that, the SOS group has come out with um, Lenten Random Acts of Kindness Challenge. And it's in the box over there. There's a list uh, kind of like this, has some really wonderful ideas that you could do uh, for, I don't think it's on here, take the pastor to lunch. <laughs> don't see that. Buy coffee for the pastor. Okay, so you're going to have to write some of these in. But, I, but for example, um, sending, you know, surprise a neighbor with, with cookies or, or the pastor with cookies or treats. Got to put, say hi to someone. You know, visit with a shut-in or a lonely person. I mean, here's some things that you can really do. Um, it would be great to do all of them, but 
you know, do what you can during this Lenten season because it's not about you, it's about Christ. Um, and so hopefully you'll be able uh, to do that. And then on April 24th, uh, we're going to have a time of food and fellowship and sharing our experiences. And that is going to be on a Sunday evening. Hey, John, I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Oh, yeah, you know that I'm getting... Okay, yes, okay, good. So John's working on that. Uh, Kevin and Nisi's uh, address is there, if anyone wants to send a card. And any other announcements? Oh, I do have one. You might see a new face in the praise team. Hi, Cecilia. How are you? You have a wonderful voice. And she's really loving the fact that I'm putting her on the spot. We love you, and it is so good to have you here. And so, anyway, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you that we can come and we can gather in your name. So, Lord, everything that we do now. Every single thing, through prayer, through song, through spoken word, Lord, let everything we do praise and glorify your name. In Christ's name, amen. Stand and sing along with us.
to this time of prayer concerns and praises. Uh, I just want to share uh, just a few with you. We want to pray for Ron Lutz, who is recovering from um, some tremors that he had. Uh, he is doing well. Uh, pray for him and Jean. Also, we want to um, lift up Bill Smith. He is home recovering, uh, so lift, we lift him and uh, Gloria up. Any other prayer concerns that you have? Uh, Donna, we have some more. I'd like prayers lifted up for Sue Bird. She could use cards of encouragement and cheer and I will post her address on the bulletin board. We are praying for, for Sue. She, she has COVID, and that means that she has to be isolated, and so she really needs prayers right now. So thank you, Donna. Any other prayer concerns or praises? Up. Just keep Marlene in your prayers. She goes to the doctors again tomorrow to see what they're going to do. It's her heart. Okay, we will continue to pray for Marlene. I know um, she's been dealing with this for a long time and just to get some answers. Um, so keep Marlene in prayer. Any other prayer concerns or or praises that you have. Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we remember um, we remember those who have lost loved ones this week. We remember those who have struggles, those who are dealing with isolation, those who are dealing with sickness, those who are dealing with depression, anxiety. We pray for those who have lost hope. Lord, we lift them up before you. And pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon them and grant them peace and mercy and healing. 
Lord, we lift up our praises that we can come in peace to worship you. So many of our brothers and sisters around this world cannot do this. They must hide. And yet, they're willing to take the risk because they know, as we know, it is worth it. Because our hope is built on nothing less. It is the foundation that Christ gave us through his death and resurrection. And so, Lord, hear our prayers. Hear our concerns. And we lift this up to you now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Our scripture is from John chapter 12, verses 20 through 36. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethesda in Galilee. They said, sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and together they went to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care for nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice from heaven saying, I've already brought glory to my name, and I will do so again. And when the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them, the voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from this earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, We understood from scriptures that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? Jesus replied, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in darkness cannot see where they're going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, guide my words and open our hearts to your message. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Time. We always think that we have a lot of time. How many of you like to be on time for things? And always arrive early. How many of you arrive late? <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those. I, I see a clock and I'm going, yeah, that's, that's a good goal. In fact, when Kathy and I were first married, um, I had an alarm clock, which I set about 45 minutes later. Really? Later or Earlier. Earlier. So that when I look at it, I actually had to do math in my head to see how much time I had before I could get up. Now, because we have um, cell phones, we can't really do that anymore. So 
I've learned to go, okay, I have this much time, and I feel that I have plenty of time. And then you start to justify in your mind, okay, I'm getting up at 7.20. Well, you know, 7.30 would probably be more like that, and, and do I really need to shower? And, and then, okay, I, I can just get breakfast somewhere else around, so I can sleep through 7.40, so you know how it goes. And then sometimes we just arrive late. So part of this time is that time is short for us. We only have a limited time to praise God, to worship him, to find that he's our savior before time runs out. And so as we come into the story for John right now, as we're still going through signs with the sermon topic, we see that Lazarus um, had been raised from the dead last week. We now um, are coming to a time where Jesus has gone to Bethany having a meal with Lazarus. Um, Mary comes out, anoints his feet. And during this time, he's on his way now to Jerusalem for Passover. And so in the book of John, we have, they, just before this story, Jesus has entered Jerusalem and people are singing Hosanna, praise be to God. And so as he's getting situated in Jerusalem, there's still time to teach, but only very, very short time. Because there are some Greeks who had come in and they wanted to see Jesus, maybe study with him. They, they knew about him, they just wanted to meet him. Maybe it was out of curiosity. Maybe there was something that was drawing them. And so Peter, I mean, Philip and Andrew went and said, they're Greeks, they, they want to come see you. And they were kind of excited because, hey, they, they, they want to hear from you. And Jesus says, this is my hour that is coming to be glorified. Remember, when Jesus started his ministry, it was at the wedding, and his mom came up and said, they're out of wine, and he said, my time, my time has not yet come. And now, he's saying it has. It is time for my name to be glorified. time. It was fast approaching for Jesus. It's fast approaching for us and for the world. And Jesus, when he died on the cross, he was lifted up before everyone. So that whoever saw him would be drawn to him. Jesus says, whoever loves his life will lose it. So it's not just clinging that you don't get the spirituality, but you actually destroy yourself if, if that's all you think about. Now, it's not talking about that you shouldn't have a positive attitude about yourself or um, self-esteem, but it's that self-centered love that you and you alone matter instead of God and others. God. 
That's how it's been at the beginning. Remember Adam and Eve? They were kind of wanting to do their own thing, and this is why they obeyed God. And so this is why Jesus had to come. This is why he had to die. So that we can be free of this self-love and to obey and love God and be saved. Because you and I are going to go through a tremendous amount of trouble. Uh, today, Judy was teaching on the, the last part of Job. Uh, and it really was a good lesson, and I enjoyed it, and we're going to get the rest of it next week. But Job went through a tremendous amount of stuff. And when I say stuff, I mean he lost his children, his house, his livestock, and he was covered with swords, and yet he still praised God until the end when he questioned God. And we think about that, so we think about that and go, well, how could someone go through that and still praise God? This week, uh, Amy McKelvey sent me a text on Markey. Um, she is a youth counselor uh, at... Twin Pines, works in the church. Her and her husband, about two weeks ago, I think, Amy, um, they lost their home. She lost her mother. They also lost their four children in a fire. And all of us were stunned, and so when Amy sent that to me. I immediately went onto the internet to find exactly what was happening and what was going on. And there was a reporter who was interviewing the husband and, and Marky and her husband. And they were at the church. And here's the thing. Her faith through that, her faith of saying that there with God. That through all of this, she could stand still praising God, knowing that her oldest daughter, she had said, is now at the gates of heaven. I know that there times are going to be hard for her because it's always going to come back. God, why? But yet her faith didn't falter. This is why we look at that and we go, wow. Look at that faith. Our time here is short. The result of Jesus' death and resurrection is life for everyone who believes. Not just life here, but in eternity. And so, if you're facing some problems with trying to put yourself first, understand it's not going to end well. We have to actually become a servant. In Mark ten forty five. For even the Son of Man came to be served, 
not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. God is teaching us to serve. And I thought about it this week as I was looking over the random acts of kindness. This challenge actually is, it is for the 40 days, but this should be, in 40 days, these should be habits that you should just do. Sometimes I feel that as we're getting into the Lenten season, we're thinking about stuff. Um, we think about, oh, what can I give up, or what can I change, or what? And then they go through it, and then they go right back to it. I know um, one year uh, I gave up watching TV. It was the hardest hour I had. Yeah, I. I think, uh, and then there was one time I gave up chocolate. That went for three days. So realizing not to give up but to add, and so adding to be able to buy someone coffee or to greet someone or someone is in need to actually stop and to help them. Even though you may not know what to say. This is what happened earlier this week when I was called to a scene and a fire scene and to try to bring some type of healing but at the same time knowing that no amount of words could help with the grief that that person was going through. The only thing I could do is to be there. And try to give some type of comfort. seventh sign that we're looking at or the sixth sign that we're looking at in this signs thing is the crucifixion. It was a sign to us that a sacrifice had to be made. In the old times in the Old Testament there always had to be a sacrifice of atonement. They always had a scapegoat. And there always had to be blood to be shed because blood represents life. And it really, for a short time, it really did work. People of Israel would come and they would do a sacrifice and they would repent of their sins and yet they continued to sin and nothing really changed. And then the act of that became just another thing, another routine, another tradition. And so at the beginning of time, God knew and Jesus knew that he would have to come down and to be crucified for us. Because of his great love for us, because of his love, it's not only his love for us, but for our salvation, that he wants us to live with him forever. Even after everything that we've done wrong, God still loves us. Sometimes it is necessary for us to go through painful times, to go through things that we just don't want to go through, but yet it is necessary 
for us to learn, for us to put our faith in Christ. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for your your son. From the beginning of time, you knew your son had to come to die for us. Because of your great love for us, we have eternal life in you. Not because of anything that we've done, but because of what you've done. So Lord, we glorify your name. In Christ's name. Amen. So what are are we struggling with? In the reflection and response, God has drawn everyone to God, no matter who they are or what what they've done, that includes you. Have, Have you ever felt that you were never good enough? Or that, why would God love me? Uh, Okay, so I'm drinking my iced tea, and I've got a lot in here, so I can continue to drink. And it's so refreshing, by the way. Any, Any times where you've struggled? No one wants to share. There have been times I've struggled. And I think most of you as parents, I always had this hard time of thinking, how can God forgive me? How can God forgive me? I don't understand this. Until I had children. And children will teach you that you love them no matter what. No matter what they do, you stand with them. You pray with them. You love them. In spite of everything. So there are people that you're going to come across who will say, how can God forgive me? It's pretty easy. The reason why it's easy is that God has already taken their sins, your sins, my sins, on the cross. They're paid for. And it doesn't matter which sin. We, we did a book not too long ago in coffee shop theology called Respectable Sins. And those were sins that, they're not as bad as the others, And we realized that they were still sins. Sin is a separation from God. So no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, when we accept Christ, your sins are forgiven. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, no matter what we've done, You still love us. And you've asked us to change. You've asked us to believe in you, to accept you, to believe in you, and to serve you. But Lord, so many times we feel unworthy of your love. That is where your grace comes in. Because we cannot earn it, it's freely given. The only thing that you've asked is that you've asked us to believe in you. To believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And through that, every sin is forgiven. 
When we've repented of our sins, they're forgiven. They're gone. So Lord, help us to be free of those things that still drag us down. To present it at the altar and to leave it. Because it's already been paid. It's already been dealt with. The blood was already shed. So Lord, we praise you on this day for that forgiveness. Guide us now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. safely go with Jesus. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we leave here today because you have us. You have us, our very soul. So Lord, we celebrate and glorify your name. Help us to do that all the day long. In Christ's name we pray. And all of God's children said, Amen.